Good morning. Welcome to Bethlehem Lutheran Church, where God has called and gathered us here this day to receive his gifts through his word and his sacrament. The Old Testament reading for the last Sunday of the church year is from Isaiah chapter 65. For behold, I create new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. But be glad and rejoice forever in that which I create. For behold, I create Jerusalem to be a joy, and her people to be a gladness. I will rejoice in Jerusalem and be glad in my people. No more shall be heard in it the sound of weeping and the cry of distress. No more shall there be in it an infant who lives only a few days, or an old man who does not fill out his days. For the young man shall die a hundred years old, and the sinner a hundred years old shall be accursed. They shall build houses and inhabit them. They shall plant vineyards and eat their fruit. They shall not build and another inhabit. They shall not plant and another eat. For like the days of a tree shall the days of my people be, and my chosen shall long enjoy the work of their hands. They shall not labor in vain or bear children for calamity, for they shall be the offspring of the blessed of the Lord and their descendants with them. Before they call, I will answer. While they are yet speaking, I will hear. The wolf and the lamb shall graze together. The lion shall eat straw like the ox, and dust shall be the serpent's food. They shall not hurt or destroy in all my holy mountain, says the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. The epistle is from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night, while people are saying, there is peace and security. Then sudden destruction will come upon them, as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then, let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, we may yet live with him. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you are doing. This is the word of the Lord. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 25th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins, who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, 
Here is the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There are few things that are more terrifying for me as a pastor to hear than these words come out of someone's mouth. I'll get right with God later. Or maybe, I've got plenty of time. And perhaps the worst of all, I'll straighten things out with God when I die. The reason that these things are terrifying to me and to other pastors is because we know the truth that we don't know if we have later. We don't know that we have plenty of time. And that, if you're waiting until you die to get right with God, then it's going to be too late. We know these things, which is why we work so hard now, and God knew this as well. Which is why Jesus gives us an entire parable talking about how we need to be ready. Listen, therefore, and hear that parable again one more time. Then the king of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took flasks of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight there was a cry, Here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch, therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Let's talk about these virgins here in the parable. And first, we're going to start with talking about all of them generally. All of them had lamps. All of them 
had the lamps that would be ready, that were supposed to stay lit, kind of providing a little bit of a vigil for the bridegroom as he came. And that's what they were all waiting for. They were all waiting for the bridegroom to come. At least, theoretically speaking, anyways. But, despite their job being to stay awake and to hold those lamps to provide light for the people walking and to provide a sort of sign of the light that is to come, every single one of them fell asleep on the job. Every single one of them failed to do what they were supposed to do. But now let's talk about the differences. The biggest one, the most obvious one being that the foolish virgins didn't have any oil. Whereas the wise virgins did. They had brought along extra oil for themselves just in case they needed to wait longer than they had thought. Which leads us to our second point, which is that the foolish virgins weren't prepared. They didn't expect that they would need to be prepared. prepared. They expected that everything was going to go perfectly according to plan. Whereas the wise virgins recognized that things never go according to plan with a wedding. Ever. And so they were prepared. They were ready. They had brought along their extra oil in case they needed to wait longer. And when the time comes when the bridegroom was starting to approach, they were awakened. And all of them got up and trimmed their lamps and were looking like they were ready to go, except that the foolish didn't have their oil. And so they asked the wise for help. They asked the wise virgins to share their oil with them. But the wise virgins couldn't. They had brought along enough for themselves. They they had made sure that they were prepared. But they didn't have enough for the foolish virgins. And so because of that, the foolish virgins had to run off and they had to try and find a dealer that was selling oil which, I don't know about you guys, but it'd probably be pretty hard to find a dealer to sell oil at midnight in an ancient Jewish town. And so, when the bridegroom arrived, those who were prepared, those who had their lamps lit, their oil ready, were able to go into the marriage feast with him. But the foolish virgins... Coming back later, possibly even later that morning after the shops opened, when they knocked on the door, were told by the bridegroom, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. And the door stayed shut. They were not admitted to the wedding feast. So then, What's the point here? What is the point that Jesus is trying to get across to us? And the point is that here in the church, we all have our lamps, which is to say that we all look like we're Christians. We all have our normal routine of doing things. We all come to church fairly regularly. We are all waiting for Jesus to come back to us. 
We're all waiting for him to come and get us and bring us into his kingdom, bring us into that marriage feast. But also, every single one of us in this congregation and any other congregation in the world, sin. We all make mistakes. We all fall asleep occasionally. We don't do what we're supposed to do, and we do do the things that we're not supposed to do. But we also recognize that there is still a difference between the foolish and the wise. Because the foolish, even though they come to church, they actually don't have faith. They actually don't have oil in their lamps. Maybe they come because they want to make their family members happy. Maybe they come because it's just what they've always done. Maybe they come because they recognize that it looks good to go to church. Whatever the reason, they're not coming to receive faith. And therefore, they aren't prepared to face their king. They aren't prepared for the son to actually come, for him to actually show up, for things to change. Whereas the wise do have faith. The wise do trust in the promises that Jesus made them. The wise do believe that when he said he's going to come back, he actually meant it. And that therefore when he said to be ready, we should actually do that. That we should be ready to face our Lord who suffered and died on the cross for us, for the forgiveness of our sins, in order that we might be with him forever. The day will come when, whether you're wise or you're foolish, you'll realize that. You'll realize that when Jesus comes that, oh, all that stuff in the Bible was true. I should have been ready. But the foolish won't be. And so the foolish will try to mooch off of the faith of others. But that's not the way faith works. You can't mooch off of the faith of somebody else. You can't rely on somebody else's faith. As Christians, even though we want to so desperately sometimes, we can't just pour our faith into somebody else's flask like it was oil. And that's probably a good thing, because if we could do that, we would probably end up using up all of our faith. And so the day will come when those who are foolish, when they foolishly remain unprepared, when they foolishly refuse to believe, that they will not be admitted to the wedding feast. It'll be too late. They won't be able to enter the kingdom. Whereas the wise those of us who are prepared, those of us who do believe, who do trust in God and his promises, will see those promises fulfilled. We'll be welcome into the feast, we'll be welcome into his kingdom, and we will live with him forever. So then, which type of churchgoer are you? 
Do you trust that when Jesus said he will return, he meant it? Do you trust that when he said it is finished on the cross, that he meant it? That your salvation has been accomplished and that the forgiveness of your sins is even now yours. Do you trust that because Jesus rose from the dead, you too will one day rise in newness of life? Or are you struggling with doubt? Are you not sure Jesus meant what he said? Are you not sure if he's worth trusting and therefore not sure if you should even worry about preparing yourself at all? Either way, you're in the right place. This is the place where the word is proclaimed and the sacraments are administered. And anywhere where the word and the sacraments are present is where you can all refill your flasks of oil. Whether your flask is already full and you just need to be topped off a bit, or you don't even have a flask and you aren't really sure why you need one, this is where you receive the gifts of God. Here and anywhere that you can hear the word of God and receive his means of grace is where you can receive the faith and have that faith strengthened. Strengthened so that it's strong enough that even when we fail, even when we fall asleep while waiting, that you'll still be ready. Strengthened so that no matter whether Jesus is coming back in the next five seconds or in 5,000 years, that you'll be ready. Ready. Because you are trusting in the promises that God has made you. And that when he comes he will welcome you into the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom. Now may the peace which passes all understanding guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.